Welcome to the Cornerstone Christian Center Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Jim Tarr. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit cccbasalt.com. Wow. Are you looking forward to this year? I am. I really am. You know, I mean, just, just the goodness of God and the faithfulness of the Lord and seeing how as a church, God has gone before us in so many different ways. I expect him to do the same thing as well. You know, we look at a year like this and we just ask ourselves, what kind of year is it going to be? Will it be what we would call a blessed year or will it be another kind of year? But I want you to know that because the Lord is real, it will be a blessed year. I know that without a doubt. And so what I want us to do is take like a personal inventory today. And I'm going to read from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And if you turn in your Bibles there, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting to read in verse 1, it talks about the seasons of life and the timing of things. And so, you know, in in, um, 2020, when... The, everything first hit that was a challenge, a global challenge, and then 2021 presented the same thing. You know, we could, we could say, well, we're in a season right now. We could say that we're in a time, an appointed time, as it might be. But I want us to think about this year and what the Lord would ask of us. So starting to read in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says this, There is an appointed time for everything. There is a time for every matter under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to shun embracing. A time to search and a time to give up as lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear apart and a time to sew together. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What benefit is there for the worker From that in which he labors, I've seen the task which God has given the sons of mankind with which to occupy themselves. God set eternity in the heart of mankind. He has made everything appropriate in his time. He has also set eternity in their heart. Without the the possibility that mankind will find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and do good in one's lifetime. Let me read that again. I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and to do good in one's lifetime. Moreover, that every person who eats and drinks sees good in all his labor. This is the gift of God. Father, I pray that you'd anoint the word of the Lord to our hearts today and that the spirit of God would make it alive in Jesus' name. Amen. Believe it or not, I'm going to go through all those things about what it's time for, because I think it's going to be sort of a personal spiritual inventory and also just a practical inventory. If we forget the change of time and the change of seasons, we will live unintentionally and we have to be intentional. I think that we are in a season right now where intentional living is absolutely critical. 
We have to know everything that we're doing, everything that we're saying, everything that we're thinking, everything we're prioritizing, everything that we're praying has got to be intentional. When we think about the fact that all mankind, what are, they, what are we all really striving for? We're striving for a good life, like a peaceful life. We look for a life that we would, that a Christian uses the word blessed. We're trying to avoid trouble, trying to avoid health issues, poverty, loss, um, you know, breakdown in communication or family. That's what mankind does every day. He strives. At the end of this passage we just read, we, where the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes is saying, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing and I'm realizing that the system that God has allowed to be on the earth today, that it can wear you down. But it doesn't have to wear you down. Even if you face the really challenging time, it doesn't have to wear you down. And I'm telling you, it's all based on knowing times and seasons and having the right perspective on everything. To, you have to remind yourself in this world of what your values are and what you're living for. Because if you don't, even in doing the right thing, you can grow weary and you can't afford to let that happen. So we have this concept of being blessed. It's a, it's a spiritual sense of, of well-being. I feel, I feel uh, well inside my soul. I'm a blessed man. And, you know, that can be, there is a use of the term blessed when we just realize that, hey, you know, God has allowed me to, to prosper or God has allowed me to pay my bills or God has blessed me in, in my relationships or whatever it might be. And it can be outward things that, that we can say are blessings, but we have to realize that real blessing is like that deep inner contentment that we have. And it doesn't have to be tied to whether we're living in wealth or poverty it doesn't have anything to do with um, losing that sense of being blessed because we're grieving right now. You could be living in a pandemic. You could be living in a famine. You could be living during a time of war, personal trial, national trial, tragedy, and yet at the same time have this sense of being blessed. And I want us to position ourselves to say, this year, I am determined to be blessed. I'm looking for soul blessing. So when we understand this, we understand that right perspective is so important. I want you to know today that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you can with confidence come to before the day is out saying, I'm a blessed man, I'm a blessed woman. So this, this scripture verse in the New American Standard, it says it uses the word time twice. That, that, that there's an appointed time and that, um, and that God works through time. And yet those two different words that are there. So in your translation, you might find out that there are two words that are used. That to everything there is a season, a season, and then to everything there is a time for every purpose under heaven. Seasons of life. Seasons are not about a clock. Time is about a clock. A season is not about a clock. You might not even know when you're drifting into a season or when it's beginning to unfold. But it is, a, it, it, is a, um, it is a time in your life, and I use the word time, not necessarily set with the beginning or that you sense that there's an end, but during that time, that season, you say to yourself, this was an, uh, a season of, of trouble or a season of opportunity or it was just things were going on, events were happening that defined my life. And that becomes a season. 
And these seasons can be about a lot of different things. We talk about the season of childhood, the season of youth, the season of parenthood, the seasons of being an empty nester, the season of entering into old age. In all of those, we might not have a clear delineation of when it started and when it stopped. And yet we realize that they were defined by events that were going on. So that you would say to yourself during the season of my life where I had my children, it would be different, it was because it was defined so much by taking care of your children, as opposed to a season that's defined by old age. And you would say, what would that be? Well, be a season of a lot more accumulated wisdom, but it might be a season of a getting out of bed a little bit slower than you used to. You know what I'm saying? So those are the seasons of life, but we have to understand that God is involved in the seasons of our life. The pandemic would be a season, a season that defined the world where everybody suddenly had to completely shift the way they're used to doing things. But we have to understand this as well, that God says, I'm in seasons. I want to ask you, what kind of season are you in in your life right now? What are the external events that are happening to you right now that are defining your priorities? And that's so important to understand because if you don't understand the season, you might just think, I'm only here to survive this season. And it's never meant to be that way. Why? Because God is in the season. The season might be a season of prosperity. And you just say, I'm going to go after the prosperity. But in the middle of all of that, we can forget to ask ourselves, if I am prospering right now, why has God given me this season? Because God is in the seasons. We have to understand that the Apostle Paul talked about um, that when when the... The season had happened that the church had actually been a blessing to him. And he says that during this time, you've been able to have an opportunity. But here's what you need to know. I want to thank you for giving to my need, but I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with little, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I love the fact that right there, he says, man, there are seasons where I actually have found myself that I'm hungry, and there are seasons then when I find myself that I have more than enough food. The Apostle Paul could find himself in a, in a rat-infested prison at one point, and then he could find himself staying in the wealthy home of a rich person, and yet, you know what he said in all of that? I have learned to be content. Why? Because he believed that God was in the season of the circumstances that he was facing. And so here's what we need to know. Life is too short. Life is too short to, be, to get to the point where you just think that all I have to do is get through this season. Because you can waste years in all of that. If I can just survive old age and wish it to be over soon, is, is a tragedy because God is in the seasons of life. To feel as though this, this time where maybe you, uh, you know, your health is being challenged right now and you put life on hold and you forget to embrace that God is in the middle of seasons 
You can waste the opportunity to actually grow, to develop, to increase in faith. These are all things that are so important. And God would want us to know, do not compare seasons. Do not compare them. Do not sit in this season of empty nesting saying, I just wish I had the season of my children being at home. Because God is in that opportunity right now. He's in the circumstances. And he says in all of these seasons that he's bringing us to a point of understanding that he's in the timing of that season. And that helps us to understand. He says there's a time for every purpose under heaven. In other words, the Lord is saying this, you go into seasons of life, but in that season, I have a very timely purpose. I have a very timely goal for you of what I want to accomplish in you. See, seasons just have this, uh, it's just this unfortunate time or fortunate time of events. But if we begin to realize that there are no coincidences in the life of the believer, that in everything, that God has a timing for a purpose. When you're in the season of COVID, God's got a timing for every person who's willing to live for, that in, live for him during that season. Little did I realize that when COVID hit and the Lord had told me at the very beginning when they said it was coming, the Lord said, this is going to be a much bigger season <laughs> circumstance than you could ever imagine. Little did I realize that when the earth was going to go into a season, that I was going to be required to meet some appointments like court dates. We have to be aware when a season is really strange, look for the appointments of God because God during a season will have a time for his purpose to be released in you. So if you, imagine if everyone in our church just said during the season of a pandemic, we're all looking for divine appointments and opportunities rather than just saying, I just have to survive this. But we actually decided, God, there is a timing, there is a purpose, a time for every purpose, a time for every, another word there could be translated, activity. There is, a, there, there is the activity of God that's always going on in my life. I can know today that what matters to God, what is his purpose, what is his spe specific timing, I can know that right now events are unfolding for me in a timely fashion. I wish I could begin to, I, I can't begin to tell you how many ways the Lord prepared this church from our audio video department to finances to staffing that God knew we were gonna come into a season, but he was gonna be stepping up in a timely fashion. I want you to know before 2022 unfolds, God's already gone there before you on your behalf and he's ready for you to keep the appointments i'm telling you don't miss the appointments of god this year can you say man are you tracking with me do you understand what i'm saying so knowing that in every event in my life i i want us to begin to understand this live 2022 with your eyes wide open and your ears open i'm telling you people think that the will of god is so complicated but if you just think, I'm, gonna, I'm just in survival mode. 
You're gonna miss the activity of God. It's happening all around you. If you just start noticing your life, what's God doing? What's God doing in other people's lives? What's a common thread that I'm seeing? That's people who want to see the timing of God. If you will live life with your ears open, you will know the will of God. You will hear, you turn on the radio, there, you heard this message. You open your Bible, boom, you get hit with it again. You, you, you listen to the news, and suddenly you're hearing the same thing over and over and over again. What does that mean? That you are living with an expectation to hear the voice of God. God is speaking to you through friends, through circumstances, opportunities, Provision. You can know the will of God because did he supply the provision for you to be able to do that thing? I'm telling you today, we have to have our eyes wide open. And Jesus says, let him who has ears to hear, hear. I'm telling you, the number of people that are hearing and understanding what's going on in the earth today are few and far between. And try to talk to someone in this day and age who doesn't have ears to hear. It's impossible. So the Lord would call us to be something different than that. I do not see things in the context of man's timing and what they're doing. They might have an appointment for me to show up at court, but the bottom line is this, is that if something is unfolded in, in the events of time, it's a God appointment. Maybe men set up the appointment, but if it affects me, it's a God appointment. And I'm going to go there and expect to see what God's going to do. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Right? I don't see things in the context of what men are doing and what nations are planning and what virus is mutating and what fire has burned and what earthquake has crumbled things and what wind has knocked things down. For me, God is in the timing of everything. I'm not a victim of circumstance. I'm a blessed child of God who knows that he has been born to live in such a time as this. Right? I'm not going to wish that I had lived in America that, uh, of, of the 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s or whatever it might be. Why? Because God appointed me to live in the, in the America of the 2020s. That's my appointment, that's my season, that's the timing of God, and I'm going to maximize the potential of it. I refuse to feel blessed based upon whether things have been easy or convenient. I refuse to be, think that I'm blessed just because I'm appreciated or rewarded. It has nothing to do with that. I am blessed because the Lord watches over my life. I am refusing in 2022 to allow any disappointment any collapse of opportunity, any tragic loss, or any unresolved offense to determine whether I'm blessed or not. I'm confident that God is the Lord of every season of my life. Whether it's a season surrounded by many or a season maybe having no one, God is in the middle of it. And the Bible is here going in the direction if we would learn to rejoice in the Lord and do what's right, no matter what season we're in, or whether the timing, convenient or not, easy or not, difficult or not, 
Just continue to rejoice in the Lord and do what you know is right. Not convenient, right. Continue to stand for what you believe in. See, the, I, I want to look at this list, and we got to go through this quickly, right? I understand that. But he said there's a time to be born and a time to die. My days are written in God's book. Psalm 139 says that. I have been perfectly made to have been born on February 8th, 1959. I was made to be born that. Oh, but I wish I could have been born right after World War II in America and just had this, you know, amazing kind of peaceful years and those strife and turmoil like it feels like the world is in right now. No, do you know what? I would have failed had I been born at a different time. I was made to live now, and so were you. The time for a man to be born is in the hands of God. The days I would walk the earth and born not just in time, but where I was born, in what nation I was born, to what family I was born into. Now you could just say to yourself, oh, wait a minute, there are so many of those issues that I would have changed as far as family or wealth or poverty or opportunity or whatever it might be. But listen, if you've come to meet Jesus Christ, your birth was ordained by God. He is the one who has allowed you to understand that you can become something out of his wisdom or you can become a victim of those circumstances and just live out of victimhood for the rest of your life. If you were born in abject poverty or born into a household of addiction, you can use that as an opportunity to become a victim of all of that, or you could just say, God was in my birth in an imperfect world, and God can take everything and turn it for good. Everything. There's a time to die, it said. So here's the thing. You're sitting here today. None of you look dead because it's not your time. So what does that mean? There's a great purpose for your life right now. You're alive in 20. 22. I have to think about that when I say it. You're alive in 2022 because God has a purpose for you. There's a reason for you to live this year. It just runs in the face. I, I, I refuse, see, to become despondent. To refuse to despair, to lose hope is not a luxury for a believer. I'm not going to wish to shorten my life. I'm not going to just say I'm tired of living because God has a plan for my earthly existence in 2022. If I have breath right now, it's because I, there's a plan. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. I'm telling you, if anyone is here today wishing that life would be shorter, you've lost the perspective of God's timing in your life. You have to not waste this season. It might be a season where you say, but I don't want to be alone anymore. But you're not alone. The Lord is with you. I also understand this. There's a time to die. Therefore, I am indestructible until God calls me home. I am not going to live under the fear of death. My time to go to heaven is in God's hands. We have a world missing 
two years of living because they're afraid of dying. Life is too short for that. It's all in the timing of God. It says there's a time to plant and a time to uproot. So what does that mean? There's a time to plant seeds. What does a man do when he plants seeds? He plans for the future and believes that if, he is, if he's doing good today, he's going to reap tomorrow. He has not given up on the idea of tomorrow. And you and I cannot live in 2022 making all of our plans based upon whether what it's going to look like after the pandemic's gone or after the, the economic crisis might, might, might come. You can't live that way. There's a time to plan, to, to have ideas, to take advantage of opportunities, to invest, because you don't know what the future holds. There is a time when, when, when you cannot stop planning just because it feels like the world is falling apart. You and I have to, in 2022, continue to live with the expectation of a future, to build your family. It's not a time to just say, oh no, I don't want to have children. That's forgetting that there's a time to plant and you're basing something on an unknown. You have to build your livelihood. You have to stay in hope. You have to live in expectation. You have to do that. But then he says, not only is it a time to plant, there's a time to uproot. And so it would say this, when you live your life, be smart enough to know when it's time to pull up roots. There are seasons when you finally need to let go of some investment, some opportunity, some relationship, some job, some place to live, and it's just not working anymore. And you know what? It's all right, because life is times and seasons. It's not a failure to walk away from a job or an opportunity or an investment. Because the truth is this, this great saying, there's no such thing as a bad experience. And so to have tried something because you planted and then to have a crop fail does not mean that you failed. It's part of your growing and learning process. But do not hold on to something that's a failure that you should have let go of. And that's important to know, the season in which you live in. Then it says there's a time to kill. Can you believe that? And a time to heal. I was watching the strangest video this week. And you say, how did you do that? I was watching them to rescue the life of a cow that was limping very badly because it had stepped on a nail and it got deeply embedded in his hoof and it was poisoning his whole system. So I watched the heroic efforts they made to get this nail out of his hoof knowing that only someday his life is being preserved for him to be eaten. <laughs> now, I think about that. I, I couldn't help. Maybe the Lord had me watch that video because the truth is this, is that they're making judgments. There's a time to kill and there's a time to heal. And when you think about that, isn't that kind of practical as well? Not everything in our life was meant to last forever. So you have to let go. When you think about it, there's a time to kill. There's a time when an animal, your beloved pet, gets to the point where you can no longer, you know, you're, you're keeping that pet alive for yourself rather than for its own sake. And you miss, 
It's a lack of understanding of the seasons of life. This is also important for us because sometimes we hold on to something so long that it actually becomes toxic to us. There's a time to cut your losses, to kill an idea, a dream, or a plan. But then also, if you had to kill something, don't stay there. Because after it's a time to kill, it's a time to heal. When it's a time to heal, after killing a plan, a dream, or, or, or even sometimes cutting off an unhealthy relationship, then you have to ask yourself this question, have I left that season behind? When you have to kill something, you have to be very conscious of the fact that you have to leave it behind. Can't hold on to the memory of it. Can't wish for something to come back. If you made the decision, Jesus said that if you put your hand to the plow and you look back, you're going to be disqualified. If you had to make a very tough decision in 2021, but 2022, you're not healing. You're not understanding the timing of the Lord. It's as important to heal as it is to make that tough decision. You have to be responsible. Some people have made really tough decisions and didn't realize that they were responsible to decide to heal as well. And I'm hoping that this year you and I will decide to heal. Jesus went up to a man who was lame and he asked him a strange question before he healed him. Do you want to be healed? So the Lord would just say to us, do not wallow. Do not wallow in the past. But you have to just ask yourself the question, do I want to heal? Because if you don't heal, it's because you didn't want to. Speaking emotionally. So he also says this is a time to tear down and a time to build up. I, that makes me ask this question. How, have we allowed ourselves to be comfortable with something that is unacceptable, unusable, unnecessary, and now it weighs down our life and it keeps us in an inferior situation and it continually drags us down. You, in order to have a healthy vineyard, you have to prune vines. And God would remind us to cut off anything that is tearing us down. We have to tear it down. But then it also says there's a time to tear down. There's a time to reduce. There's a time to cut away. But then there's a time to build up. So I would just, again, this sounds like a repeat. Don't stop building. Don't stop remodeling. Don't live in squalor, physical or spiritual. Don't stop reconditioning. Don't stop bettering yourself. Oh, I'm, 80, I'm 89 years old right now. What, what is the benefit of still pursuing my development to become a better Christian or a better person or to learn how to pray better or understand the word more. That's the person who has forgotten the seasons of life and realize that there is a, there's a time to build up. Don't allow inferior circumstances to ruin the season of life. Get rid of anything that is dragging you down and slowing you down. Then he goes on to say this, there's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. I don't know. I mean, there, 2021 might have been a season of weeping for you, and 2022 might have some weeping for you. And people say, oh, no, don't say that. God would never allow anything to be, you know, that would, would make you cry. And, and that's not the reality of the seasons of life. 
you, you might be crying like you've never cried before in 2022. I mean, that could happen. But it doesn't mean that you're not blessed. You know what else it doesn't mean? It doesn't mean that you doubt God. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. You know, if you see someone crying their eyes out, don't go up to them and say, oh, if you just trusted the Lord, there's a time to weep for crying out loud. You have to be, you'd have to be, you're dead if you, if you don't learn how to weep in this life. It doesn't mean, just because you're crying, doesn't mean that you doubt that God's good. Doesn't mean that at all. It just means something that was very important to you is no more. And it broke your heart. There's coming a day when God's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. No more sorrow, no more crying, no more disappointments, no more death. All the former things will pass away. And it's all right to cry. And it's not, it's not immature. It's not unmanly. It's none of those things. It's not wasted emotion. But then the Bible would also just remind us that you can't stay there because there's also a time to laugh, and it's good to laugh. The Bible says that a, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit will dry up your bones. So you can't afford to stay in weeping too long. Watch something funny and laugh. If that's what you need to do, laughter is like a medicine. It says there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. It follows along the same lines. There is a time. When, when does a person mourn? When you think about the word mourning, it's not just about sadness. Mourning is what happens when there was a huge, the huge impact of a loss. There's a time when someone or something has been lost and there can be no replacement of that person or that thing, and you know it. That's not sadness. When that happens, you mourn like... This is not coming back. And to understand that season and to embrace it and just say, I have to deal with this. I have lost something very precious to me, while at the same time reminding yourself that the only reason that you feel such a loss is because that thing was so wonderful for you. you after a morning, you have to come to a time of dancing. I think it's amazing there because when we think about dancing, you know, what do we do? We do it with a partner. When we mourn, I think that the strongest place of mourning is when we lose a partner. But then the Lord says, but then there's a time to dance. There's a time to open up your heart again. There's a time to trust again. We have to appreciate the irreplaceable things that we have while we have a chance. I just wanted to remind everybody, if you have valuable things, if you have someone that you love, and the Lord is saying this, then please dance with them. Dance with them before you lose them. And the reason why a lot of, for a lot of people, mourning goes so deep is because they didn't take the chance to dance. And then mourning comes with regret. Then it says there's a time to scatter stones and there's a time to gather them. There's a time to scatter stones. There's a time to let go of your possessions. When Pam and I moved out here, all of our possessions were in a moving vehicle and it disappeared for months. When it had arrived, it all it had been, it had been kept in an unair conditioned trailer in Texas. When it arrived, it was all 
virtually destroyed, not the same. And you want to know something? It was liberating. The Lord says there's a time to scatter stones. It is so freeing to realize that all, you, all of your life's possessions could be reduced to four suitcases belonging to four family members and that you survive and that it's actually liberating. So the Lord might want, to, want us to do that as well. It's time for 2022 to acknowledge what's really valuable and what's not valuable. There's a time, you know, to stop spending your whole life hoarding money and hoarding stuff. There's a time to scatter. There's a time to give away what you have and to give away your blessings. And then there's a time for gathering that as well. There is practicality for the person who scatters everything needs to know that there's also a time to save money, to plan for the future, to build walls and protections the Bible talks about when it comes to our tithes and our offerings and our money, that there are seed, there's seed for eating and there's seed for planting. If at the end of the harvest, the, the farmer eats all the seed, he's gonna, he won't have anything to plant the next year. You and I need to know what can we eat, what should we consume, but what should we give away? You have to have the balance of both. Then it says there's a time to embrace and there's a time... Um, to, to shun embracing or refrain from embracing. I want to ask myself and all of us, encourage you all to ask yourself, knowing that there's a time when all that some people need is a hug. There's a time to look past their flaws, their mistakes, the bad things that they did and got themselves into a mess. There's a time to hug it out. There's a time to embrace them, to look past their failures. But then the Lord would also remind us that there's a time to refrain from embracing. So the Lord would remind us, is there any relationship in our life where hugging that person isn't going to work anymore <laughs> because we become an enabler? So just take a moment to think about that, the wheels turning. Is there anybody in our lives where we need to stop hugging them because we, it's destructive to us fulfilling God's plan for us? There's a time when you realize that hugging it out is not happening and it's time for tough love. Then there, there's, he says there's a time to search and a time to give up. So I want to just say this. You search for something that you don't have in your possession. We all have dreams. We all have plans. And the Bible says there's a time when something is so valuable for us that we will put other things on hold in order to search for the thing that we really want. It's a dream. It's a relationship, a hope, a desire, an expectation. It's so valuable to us that we have put other issues of life on hold and we believe that it's worth it. There is a place for that. But the Bible says there's also a time when we have to assess our priorities and that we realize we're neglecting some basic things in life. We're neglecting our families, our spouses, or whatever it might be, and that we need to stop pursuing something that is hurting other areas of our life. Then it says there's a time to keep and a time to throw away. There are things worth keeping. And there are things only worth being thrown away. Do you know why we keep things? It's all emotional attachment. A memory. So there are, listen, I watched a family member who's now 32 look at our Christmas tree and say, oh, I remember that 
Christmas ball, and I remember that year or whatever. It's nice to have some things because of their emotional attachment. Those are worth holding on to. There is a time to keep things, but there's also a time to throw away things when the emotional attachment begins to control our lives. It takes us back to the past. It doesn't let us live in the present. And we stop making memories for the future. It says there's a time to tear and a time to mend. When I think about that, I think about surgery. We hate tearing. We avoid our flesh being torn under any circumstance, and yet a surgeon will do that. But I want to avoid all kinds of pain. But you know what? Sometimes we're not willing to face some painful decision knowing that ultimately it would be a healing for us because we're avoiding daily pain. Listen, rip that Band-Aid off. Tear it. If it's time, tear it off your life. Because healing won't happen. Mending won't happen. Stop trying to avoid pain. Some of us are so into avoiding pain that we've ended up stalling in our lives. So there's a time to mend. And I would just say this. Is there anything unfixed that needs to be fixed? Listen, it can be from a relationship that needs to be fixed, but it could be a project at the house that just needs to be mended. But that thing is undone. It weighs us down. And if we would just take the opportunity to mend it, we could think more clearly. It says that there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. This whole year has been me wondering, when should I defend myself in the newspapers and when shouldn't I? Should I go on that podcast or should I not go on that podcast? Should I address that issue or should I not address that issue? I want to learn even more when it's time to be silent, to allow God to be my defender. If, if we could only learn when it's time to be silent. The Bible says, be quick to hear and slow to speak. I believe that there is a, there is a sin of not speaking up when we need to. But if a man determined in his life, I'm going to speak all the time, he's going to sin a lot more than the person who says, I'm going to be silent all the time. I need to learn how to be quiet. I need to learn not to, how to not answer people in the same tone that they talk to me. I need to learn to be over and above in my conversations and not underneath in this world. Be quick to hear and slow to speak, the Bible says. But there's also a time to stand up for what you believe in. And there has never been a season in my lifetime where I've seen that it's time to stand up. Stop. Everyone else is speaking their mind if you are that person who goes into situations, just think, oh, well, they feel so free to say, well, you feel free to say it too. There's a time to speak. Everyone has an opinion, and you're allowed to have one too. And for some reason, some of us have grown to believe that we don't have a right to an opinion. And you do. There's a time to love and a time to hate. We know that the love is the first and greatest commandment. In 2022, what do we want to learn how to do? How to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and how to love our neighbor as ourselves. The Bible says in the last days, and I believe that we're there, the love of many will grow cold. 
The Bible says this, that, that adults will lose their natural affections. The ability to love your unborn child, the ability to love a partner, that's all going to be lost. But the Bible says this in 1 Peter 4, above all, keep fervent in your love for one another. Love covers a multitude of sins. But he also says this, there's a time to hate. Now, I was raised, don't ever use that word hate in our family. But the Bible says there's a time to hate. Can I give you a couple examples? Proverbs 8.13 says, The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and the perverted speech I hate. I'm, I'm telling you what, one of the issues that we're dealing with as a school, and it's down the road, but you can always see it in their way they sign their names, is perversion. It's gender perversion. And the Bible just says, you have to hate perverted speech. And when you address it, sometimes people will say to you, oh, but that, you're a Christian, you should be more loving. I'm not, yes, we love our enemies, that's what we do. But to think that love is not speaking the truth, the Bible says speak the truth in love. You have to. To not speak truth is to not love. And I find a lot of Christians are shoving down truth for the sake of love so that that person will come to Christ. But if they're wanting to come to Christ, they're looking for truth. Here's another verse, Psalms 26, 5. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. You just can't hang around with people that blaspheme the Lord or that do harm to others. Then it says there's a time for war and a time for peace. There is a time when evil gets so entrenched that the only way to stop it is to take up arms. That's the reality of this world. Nazism was the proof of that. Negotiating has failed, treaties have failed, embargoes have failed, only force will work. I'm not a pacifist. I believe that that war is real and that God will allow a season and a timing of war because evil is so entrenched. But it should be a last resort because ultimately our goal is to live for the time of peace which it says a child will be born to us and a son will be given and the government will rest on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The advancement of Jesus' kingdom is a peaceful kingdom. So let me just close with this thought. In verse 11, it says, everything God has made is beautiful. It says that. Everything God has made is beautiful. I want to say this. You and I can see a lot of troubling things right now, but keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on this beautiful valley because everything that God has made is beautiful. You want to keep up your hope? Watch where your eyes go. There's a time to be aware of what's going on in the world, but there is time to look at God. And it's so important. Even in a broken world, God is good. Even when men go crazy, God is good. Because the scripture then goes on to say, because God has set eternity in the human heart. And what does that mean? And I'll close with this thought.
You and I live for the Lord. That's what we live for. So what does that mean? We live from eternity. That God knew everything that was gonna happen before he made the worlds and before he created time, God knew all things. And that he's not out of control right now and nothing is surprising him. He's put a sense of eternity in my heart. Not only the eternity, people don't realize eternity doesn't just deal with the future, it deals with the past. The past is eternal, but the future is eternal as well. So no matter how difficult it gets or how challenging or how much I wish it was a, a different season, but this is the season I'm in, I live with a sense of eternity. Someday it's all gonna be wrapped up. Someone lies about me, the Lord says someday the hidden things will be revealed. Someone got away with something, no one's getting away with anything. I'm not getting away with anything. I live with eternity in my heart. I don't have to get frustrated, beside myself, aggravated, unkind. I want to, but I can't stay there. Why? I, an eternal God lives inside of my heart, and he's placed eternity in my heart, and I've got an amazing future. So do you. So you know what? I, bra- I embrace this season of my life with gusto. God, let me live it to its max. Let me not miss the timing of your purpose and your activity in my life. And he says, just to live in verse 12, rejoicing and doing good. Rejoice in 22 and do the right thing. Life is so simple. Life is so simple. Rejoice and do good. Let's all stand up. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this amazing year. I pray for every person that's here in this season and in this timing of their life. And I ask God that you would let them make a fair and honest and truthful assessment. And Father God, I pray that you, by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the grace of God, would change our, what you, you would help us to change whatever needs to be changed. And that God, that this year, I know, I know, Lord, that for all those who love you, that all things will work together for good because they're called according to your purpose. And so I bless you in it, Lord. If you're here today with your heads bowed and eyes closed, is is there anyone here you've never met Jesus as your Savior? I want to give you a chance to respond, to give your heart to him. If that's you and you're just saying, I'm reaching out to the Lord today, would you include me, Pastor Jim? in the closing prayer. I want you just to do two things. First, lift up your hand, just acknowledging I need the Lord today. And secondly, I'm gonna invite you to come forward. The Lord said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before the angels, before the Father. If you've never met Jesus as your Savior and you wanna receive him today, would you lift up your hand, just acknowledging today, I wanna make sure that I am saved. Is that you? Yeah. Let's pray this prayer together today. Father in heaven, thank you for loving me so much, even a sinner, that you came. You lived the perfect life. I couldn't do it. And you died for me. You took my punishment, all my shame. You gave me 
your perfect record. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me clean. Forgive me of everything. From this day on, you are my Lord and you are my Savior. As you live in me, I will live for you. I receive you. I am now a child of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on forward. Amen. Love you, man. said this is an appointed time it's an appointed time this is an appointment I don't know what God's doing in your heart everything but I know that this is a divine appointment that God has called you I've, I've known it all along but let me just pray for you would you stretch your hands Father I just want to thank you for Alec and I thank you Lord God for I thank you for the timing of the Holy Spirit and for divine appointments and for seasons of life and trusting in you. And I thank you, God, for knowing this date before the worlds were even created, before he was even formed in the womb, that you called him. And I thank you, Lord God, because of the calling of the Spirit of God has been active his whole life. And so, Lord God, I just pray as he made that prayer of confession of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, let this day be marked, O oh God. Let this be the day of the salvation of the Lord. Let this be the beginning of the eternal life. Let eternity be placed in his heart. Let him live day in and day out according to your plan, God, according to what you desire. Help him, Lord God, to do good, to go, do good and to rejoice all the days of his life. Bless him, Father. Bless him more than he could ever imagine. Father, wellness of soul. And I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, man. Love you. Love you. January 2nd, 2022. There's a lot of twos in that. You should be able to remember. Yeah. Good. Let the Lord bless you. Let the Lord keep you. Let his countenance shine upon you. Let him be gracious to you. Keep you in peace. Bless this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. This weekly podcast can be heard on our cccbasalt.com website, the CCC Basalt app, or your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to support our efforts financially, you have the opportunity to give at cccbasalt.com forward slash give.